Previously on Hackway Heights. Tremolo, out of all places, this van could have taken us. It takes us to you. Have you been drinking? Uh, we don't have any time for any questions. Because there's a turtle with a large poo ready to come right here into this room. No! What I need the two of you to understand is I've worked very hard today. Tremolo, can't you see? If we wait until tomorrow, I, I, something bad is going to happen. This is this is a path that we've been set on. Tremolo, I need you to tell the truth. What is it you're not telling us? They found Bonnie and he is safe. Anita has him at the ranch with her. She made it her mission to make sure that she had control over him. I'm trapped in this scenario. Where's the pathway to me being happy? We had a real bad day, Nezzy. Focus all of this emotion towards executing our plan to the best that we absolutely can. And now the weather. Linda, are we going to be expecting any more eggs out of the sky today? I sure hope not. Turn that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it is episode 10. I'm really excited <laughs> to see how this is going to go. Because I'm kind of, I'm in, I'm in the backseat of the convertible right now. As a, as a game master facilitator, I've, I've put all the pieces that I need to put out there. And now I'm watching you all knock down the dominoes. And I'm very excited to just go, what do you want to do now? And you all just tell me whatever madcap idea that you've you've come up with. And I've heard some of them already. And I bet none of them are going to be the ones you end up doing. <laughs> That's the way it goes. I like that image, though. I feel like you drove us to a certain point, And then now you just shimmied to the back seat. But all three of us are looking at the wheel right now. Like, what, what, who's going to take so, it? What are we doing? <laughs> we're all so sitting we're in the back together. Fly, we're flying. <laughs> we're all sitting in the back together at this Thelma and Louise adventure that we have created. Oh, and no. we're heading straight Not towards the cliff. Somebody, somebody puts a toe up every once in a while to shift it. <laughs> yeah. Get back in between the lines, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> hey, you want to go up there and drive that? Well, the best I can do is put my toe on the steering wheel right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, the three of you leave dynamic industries because it was quitting time and it was time to get out of that setting i think we exhausted it pretty good <laughs> made your way short trip back to vexen hall manor where finney is cooking you all up some potatoes and sausage in a skillet Ooh. how was our man's first day of work oh uh, uh, very eventful <laughs> uh I got a lot done, that's for sure. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you, Finny. I always wanted to cook for somebody who was coming back from their job. Well, I must say it is very satisfying to walk in the door after a, a long, hard day's work to the smell of beautiful food cooking in the kitchen. I mean, that's why I came right in. <laughs> He's like spooning the stuff on to plates around the table. 
I'll have to go downstairs to the basement and give Master his portion. He likes to work and eat at the same time. That seems unsanitary. Nobody asked you. <laughs> Thank you, Finny. Yes. Enjoy dinner. Should we wait to eat with you? Uh, or would you like us to go ahead and... No, 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 that's fine. You have your dinner together with you and your friends. Well, we consider you a friend as well. And I, you, feel free to talk amongst yourselves without worry of anyone listening. In secret, <laughs> and Tremolo does his wink with his glass eye. <laughs> like, no real wink. <laughs> squeezes secret, right? the fabric around his eye. Yes. <laughs> I can tell you're trying to wink. But your weird puppet eyes will not allow you. <laughs> I'll be downstairs. If you don't see me for a while, it's not because I'm hiding behind that wall. <laughs> and he exits. You hear his footsteps, the creaking of the floorboards, and then the closing of the basement door. Tremolo throws food in his mouth. I pat Nezzy on the back and kind of like rub his shoulders and say, you gotta eat something so that we can do what we gotta do, okay? Nezzy's just kind of pushing his potatoes around on his plate. Don't play with your food, Nezzy. Eat your food, Nezzy. How am I supposed to eat? I, I don't even know if my boy had a meal tonight. I don't know if he's safe. I know he did, and Anita wouldn't do that, okay? I've never even met the lady. All I know is that she thinks I'm a terrible father when she's a murderer. She killed someone right in front of you. How, how is she ever even more fit to, to care for my son than I am? She thinks I'm not worthy to care for him. She's the one that cares for the youth. As far as I know, she's one of the worst people that in this in this damn city. She's a real hypocrite. That's for sure. But she has a line, and Barney is on the safe side of that line, okay? Yes. So, uh, she takes very good care of those horses as he yes. throws more food in his mouth. I just, well, I think she's a really, she's she's a very caring person. Though she has a very harsh side. Very caring person. A very caring person. I have no assurances. We're supposed to be doing this woman a favor, taking out her biggest rival. And I don't even have any assurances that I'm going to be able to live the life I want at the end of this. How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to do this when Barney's... Look, I got to see her face to face and I got to know my boy's safe. And I got to know I, I, got, I got a life after this. I have to know. Uh, all I can say is uh, she's simply waiting for us to finish doing what we said we would do. And then we will be in her good favor. You can you can sit down and, um, and you know, maybe keep your tattoos covered and have a conversation with her about the future uh, for you and Bonnie. After the fact, after after you made the plans of that we're taking out Dick, you told me to leave because she she wanted me. You, you know, you have deals with with Anita. I don't have any. I just knew that she was going to try and get you to tell tell her where Bonnie was. That's all. And I knew that you didn't want her near Bonnie. And I know that I don't want her near Bonnie. I like I said, like he's not going to be hurt. He's going to be fed. He's not going to be killed. He's just probably not going to be happy. I believe she has good intentions, but they are being put to ill use. So if we really wanted to remedy that, I feel like we would have to take steps to prove that to her. But we also have to take steps to to prove who you really are, Nessie. 
And right now, I don't know how you're supposed to do that. Why you... am I the one that's supposed to prove myself to her? Because of well, your past, Nessie. What about her past? She's got more blood on her hands. I've never killed a person in my life. Well, how many it, people has she killed? Uh, she has she has uh, weights on both sides of the ledger, Nessie. And all you have are your misdeeds. You have done many great things with me and Sally that are very commendable. You are very courageous and heroic, and I know that you can show that, and you will be a good father. But you have very little to show for it to a stranger. She has very little to show that she has my son's best intentions. That's what we're talking about. That's what matters. What do you plan to do, Nessie? I need to see her face to face, and I need to know that that the future that I need to have is viable. I'm about to risk my life tomorrow for what? I I need to know my my name will be cleared from all of this malarkey that's on the radio, and I need to know that I have a life with Barney. Otherwise, why would I do w- w- what she wants us to do? What if you merely spoke with her? Does it have to be face to face? If you if you simply uh, we get her on the telephone and you're able to speak with her and you know exchange ideas on the matter, I, I don't know. Well, that's not what I'd like to do. But every time I go outside, it's it's quite the risk. My name plastered all over all the papers, blowing up some bridge. Ridiculous. This is very important to all of us, Nessie. By the way, I, I, I it seems as though I'm being cold about your son. It, you hid it the, from me, Tremolo. You hid it from me. In the whole time, it's because I I actually trust Anita with this thing. I'm not blind to the fact that she blew out Howdy's stuffing right in front of us, and that she did it on purpose. She, she was proving a point, and it was well-received. I'm not blind to that, but I'm also not blind to the fact that she legitimately cares for beings that she feels like need and deserve help. And Barney is one of those. I don't think you can know someone as well as you're claiming with so little time. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give her a call and I, I'll, I'll try and get this sorted out in my heart. But okay. Tremolo, I, all I'm asking is understand the skepticism that I have. It's I'm rightfully skeptic about this. I understand your skepticism. Yes. Nezzy, I swear to you, I swear to you, however this goes, I won't let Barney stay with Anita. None of us will. No, he needs to be with his father. He needs to be with someone who legitimately loves him. If she doesn't make good on this, if she just clears our name or just clears somebody's name, Tremolo's name or anything like that, I swear, Barney's getting out. So you have my back at the end of this. That if Anita doesn't give him back, we will kill her if we have. Yes. We will get Barney back. Absolutely. Yes. Under any means necessary, Tremolo? (laughs) Okay. Uh, He saw that I didn't say that I wanted to get (laughs) 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 Tremolo's inner monologue comes outside. (laughs) Can we can we join with our plot to murder Mr. Dick. I don't like that word murder. Can't we just say get revenge or something? To explode Mr. Dick. Mm. I like that better. Okay, so there very well may be a phone here that we could use in the uh, in this estate, um, but 
Do we see a phone in the room here? <laughs> as far as the telephone goes, yeah, Vexenhall has has a phone. Yes, but do we want to have uh, we have to go through an operator to be connected. Yeah. And again, I have these punch cards and I got one for the crazies at the church and one for Indigo Ranch. So, we could go to the church crazies now and once we talk about what we want our plan to be, we could go to the church. You could use a phone there to talk with Anita and that would be a marker tracing those two together if we wanted to use them as a scapegoat. Now, this is what I want to be thinking about. I am very worried about Barney, but I feel like right now we have to get this plan solid and we have to execute this perfectly. And in doing so, we very well may be able to clear everyone off our backs and be able to go scot-free into the sunset. I do like the idea of not calling Anita from here. I'm fine with calling her from somewhere somewhere else. And I do think that we need to plan this out. And I hope, I hope, Nezzy, that this proves I am very skeptical of Anita. Uh, I'm just not as worried about what she may do to Barney as, as you are. Uh, and, but I, I'm also not his father. So that's just putting everything where it lays. I understand that. I may never have been the best father, but no one can ever question my love. And I will not be able to sleep until I know that he's safe. So l- let's do it. If, if you think that's the safer way to do it, let's, let's, let's go now before it gets too much later. Well, how do we want to use the, the people at the church? Well, um, we need to know what, uh, what is going on with the parade, uh, when we want to enter... And how we might want to well, use them, because again, Nezi, you as Nezariah have quite a bit of sway. Yes, they, yeah. they do think uh, that uh, I have a pass with Felina, and now you actually do have a present with Felina, so yes. uh, there's certainly a lot of avenues we can manipulate them with to get what we need. So, where do you guys want to go right now? I think we're going to go to the Church of New Modernity. Is that right? All right. Uh, Which is still just a hop, skip, and a jump. It's, yeah. it's a it's a moving sidewalk away. So we're going to the Church of New Modernity. Yes. And as we travel, I do say tell the boys, I'm going to stay a little separate from you all because you all are uh, a couple as far as they're concerned. And, and maybe I can I can just be in the background listening and stuff. Okay. But I'm around. Okay. You all leave. It's about 6, 6.30. And you hop on the Travelator. It's only a stop away, but I do need you to roll <laughs> a Nezzy. D6. David, I yeah. got you. Oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Real quick, real quick, real quick, before you say that. So we're on the Travelator, and this is the first time that Tremolo is remembering his experience on this very <laughs> side of the Travelator. Yeah. And he looks around and he goes, Oh, yes. I quite forgot. Um, I want to apologize to both of you. And he puts his little puppet hands on each of you and says, I questioned your very sanity, uh, Sally, for speaking of vampires, and Nezzy for speaking of alien robot creatures. Um, and that was very ignorant of me. 
because on this very spot, and we're like passing the yeah. exact spot <laughs> that the egg right. fell, a ginormous egg fell from the sky and a rainbow butterfly emerged from it and began to sing and force people to bring it food. I then played my violin and it scared it away. I meant to try and like play a song with it because I thought the song was beautiful and I thought, well, maybe it will be friendly, um, but it hated it and flew off. That happened just before I got a fracking job earlier today. <laughs> that was this morning. I'll tell you what, this is not the bastion land I grew up in. Something strange has happened in this city that is well beyond the the mischief that uh, we've got. Nessie, did your did your book talk about um um well what he described? And I mean that sounds like another alien to me. Uh I have read that little uh <laughs> textbook that history textbook uh, quite a few times and there was nothing history like that. textbook is uh being nice. Graphic uh, novel. <laughs> Dave Dave, what did you roll? I rolled a five. Okay. We're all good. You all make it to the Church of Modernity. There is a giant radio spire at the top of this church. And it is the pathway to it is lit up with these posts that have these large light bulbs on them. You've never seen this many electric bulbs collected together. The church inside is so bright compared to so many other places that are generally lit with oil lamps or candles. You make your way up this path, and you can see that there are people leaving because church is just let out. And so you see, like, a lot of folks filing out. And Nezi Tremolo, you can see by the door handing out pamphlets is Aesop, the fellow you all met the other day with the Felina Robertson. Okay, so yeah, uh, Nezi, make sure his hat is straight and, you know, that he's... Uh, <coughs> Practicing his accent. <clears throat> okay. All right. Great. <clears throat> oh, yes. Remember, uh, yeah. Yeah. cowboy it up, Nazariah. <laughs> yes. You got it, partner. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, approaches Aesop, and I'm, I'm waving my arms wildly with uh, and affectionately as I approach. He sees you, and you see he's got this top hat with a bright bulb. He's got this shining blue coat that has, like, wires sticking out of the back and leading down almost creating like a tail of frayed copper wires behind him. And he says, friend, hail, everyone. It is well, Nazariah. How did that, Aesop? Oh, such a good sight for sore eyes, I'll tell you. Nazariah is my friend, and he is friend to Felina, Felina Robertson of Dynamic Industries. I have to tell you, Aesop, I delivered your message to Felina myself. And he, he, he holds his hand up to your face, and he says, here, take these. And he hands off the rest of his pamphlets. And he says, I'm sorry, friends, I have to go speak with our friend alone. Hopefully I will uh, be able to get him to speak to the entire congregation at next service to tell us what he has uh, learned from Felina Robertson. Come, come, we have to go inside. I want to hear this by myself. I don't want to share it with these people. And he, he starts leading you into a side entry. He's passing. There's this woman with brown hair. And she's like... Aesop, what are you doing? You're supposed to be handing out a pamphlet. He's like, enough of that, Winnie. No one asked you. Can't you see with them? I'm with, with, my, I'm with my friends. <laughs> Come. Oh, you found a, a lady. 
A new lady companion. No, I'm not there. No, you're not there. Where are you at? I was just behind. So I, I just really kind of stayed outside. I wanted to go in through the front because he's going oh. through a side door. Is there? You're just being real lame. Is that it? <laughs> a, a little bit. I mostly just wanted to, I said I wanted to hear what's going on separate from them because they're doing their thing. Well, they're moving, so either you're coming with them or you're not. not. So I'm you're not. not. So I want to go up and get a pamphlet, and can I get in the church? There's, there's a woman there mm-hmm. that he handed these pamphlets off to, and she says, did you forget something? Uh, no, I was hoping to, to hear more about this. Oh, I'm, Apparently I'm, I'm, I'm late. Yeah, a little late. Uh, but that's okay. We do this every evening, and um, you can listen to it on the radio as well. Okay. I take the pamphlet and I lean against the the front of the building and just read it. Feel free said, to just hang out here. Yeah. You said that was Winnie, right? Winnie no, was Winnie. the yeah. no. The woman that Gail's talking to is not Winnie, but oh, uh, sorry. Winnie is the one who she was exiting the church, the side entrance that you guys are heading to with Aesop, and uh, you all. So he doesn't say you have a lady. Thanks, Sorry. girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was hanging back. I wasn't there. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he says, yes, it's so good to see both of you. Tremolo, are you actually there? Yes, I am. Oh, thank you. See, Gail, that's a team player. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually exist in this scene. Yes. Thank you. He says, Oh, yes, and it's the other one. Yes, Trey Traston. A pleasure to meet you. Oh, pleasure to meet you. You may notice that uh, my coloration has changed. I was blue, and now I am um, uh, like a, a purple tint. That is because I have been doused in the wine of Felina. And you guys are walking down these stairs that have these light bulbs hanging from these fixtures. And he stops, and he goes, say no more. Say no more, friend. And he leads you all back down. And he goes through a corridor and opens the door to this room. And you can see it has all these like microphones and these some kind of it's like a large funnel shaped object connected to a cord. And it's sitting on top of a table. It looks like it's made of brass. He pulls out a chair for you all to sit down. And then he goes and you hear him start clicking some objects. And uh, you're hearing like the whirring, the like spinning of mechanical devices. And he says, I'm going to record this. Is that okay? (laughs) Say Uh, anything. Felina would rather that what we had to say be said in private. And he clicks the button again and you hear all that stop. (laughs) She's upset with me. No, quite the opposite. And he spins around. What's this? She was so pleased to hear that, that... You, you are willing to be of service to her and the progress that she's trying to, to bring to this city. And she has a favor to request of you. My day has come. Tell me of this favor so that I can fulfill it post-haste. Felina intends to show you a sign of rewarding your faith tomorrow at the service. But in order to do that, she needs to know exactly what is happening at the service tomorrow. Do you know what type of people are going to be there? You speak of the funeral parade for Alderman Oglesby. She'll be giving a speech there, yes. Why, that's correct, yes. What does she want to know from me about this? Do you happen to know uh, exactly if if everyone in the area is planning on attending? There's going to be a great sign of faith there. And she wants to know necessarily who's going to be there. Oh, Test of my knowledge and my connections. Is that what this is? Correct. I know several people. <laughs> Just so she knows. She'll be gratefully 
pleased to hear that. She wants to know what kind of people there. I'm sure all the finest people who respect the alderman and what he means to this neighborhood and to the city of Bastion. There's one person in particular she really wants to make sure is going to hear what she has to say. Do you know who Mr. Dick is? And he gets very sullen, very still. She wants to know if he'll be there. She does. She really needs to make sure that he hears what she has to say tomorrow. Nezariah, I know that you are now friends and uh, old acquaintances with Felina Robertson, and I want you to know that you you may not understand this, but uh, there are tensions between this Anita Indigo and this Mr. Dick. I believe Felina is aware of that. What do you know of it? It's hard to say. Most of it is but uh, rumors, and quite frankly, I'm fearful to speak of Anita and for fear that it'll get back to her. She's um, she's a person of uh, a very intense reputation, but I know that uh, she and Mr. Dick don't seem to uh, enjoy one another's company, and if Felina Robertson is worried about the people that would be there, I would assume that if Anita's there giving a key speech, then Mr. Dick would be best advised to not attend... I see. Or at the very least, be very far away from where she is speaking. They are often not found in the same room together. Hmm, that would make sense. Felina was hoping that with such a, a big event that someone of Mr. Dick's stature would put that aside to be there tomorrow. So you're telling oh, me Felina wants Mr. Dick to be there. What is this about? Uh, actually, actually, I believe in the matter of, of the way that she brought it up, uh, it is very good that Mr. Dick will not be there because she wants to make sure that Anita will be safe. Do you think that you may might be able to have a, um, a s- small or large group of your church members to to be there uh, to to be around Anita and make sure that she stays safe? This is all very strange to me because Anita has been very against some of the technological advancements of the church. I wouldn't say that she's particularly friendly with dynamic industries. Well, that is what's strange about these things, uh, Aesop. Um, I didn't know about them until I began to work alongside Felina at Dynamic Industries. There's a lot of politics that go back and forth, and... I believe that they are starting to find things that they agree upon, even if it's not everything. And it's it's not like anyone would expect your church to show any means of force. It's it's merely a gesture of a symbol that you would be there to help protect the um the people that are important to Felina. I understand. I understand completely. She wants to extend the church out like an olive branch. Yes, exactly. And we will be that branch. The more that are connected with her work, the better she can do it. Of course. Yes. Well, yes. We will do that. I will make sure our churchgoers are there. And we will show Anita Indigo that we have love in our hearts and we are willing to progress in this world with her. Your faith will be rewarded. Now, I have some very important information uh, I need to pass on to uh, Felina Robertson. Would you mind giving me a little bit of privacy so I can uh, use uh, these devices here to communicate with her? You're going to speak to her from where? 
in here? Uh, well, uh, radio equipment. Is this radio equipment or...? Oh, we do have uh, some radio equipment, yes, available. Or a telephone, actually. We want a telephone. That's actually it. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> You'd prefer a phone? Yes. 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 We can supply that for you. You'd be calling her on this phone? Uh, well, uh, uh, yes, I, I, I certainly will. Uh, if you give me a little privacy, Felina's a little shy. She is a delicate flower. If only she would let me see her bloom. <laughs> yes, you'll have your privacy. And he takes you to a phone booth room in this church basement. This is quite an opulent establishment you have here, Aesop. We have invested in the future, and it shows here. We like to take some of our churchgoers down here so that they can see and demonstrate these incredible technological advancements. They are marvels. Well, Trey Trace will keep you company, uh, if, if you wouldn't mind, Trey. Uh, absolutely. Um, Nezariah, I hope that you'll keep in mind what we spoke about when you, as you speak, to Felina, side head wink <laughs> thing. <laughs> of course, uh, Trey, your wisdom will certainly prevail. Nezzy, you get on the phone and you hear, Operator, how may I connect your call? I need you to connect me to Indigo Ranch. Oh, of course. Having a good night, sir? You can hear like oh. pins coming out of the board. A lovely night indeed. Well, here it is. And you hear a click and he says, uh, sir, they'd like to know who's calling you exactly. Can I give them a name? <sighs> Tell them it's Barney's father. Okay. And you hear a click, and you hear another voice come on the other line. Hello? And it's not Anita. Hello. Uh, I need to speak to Anita right away. What are you doing? I need some assurances before I do what Anita wants me to do. I need to speak to her. All right. I guess you listened to the radio today. I heard. All right, pal. Sit tight. He heard ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, th this person doesn't need to know that. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just remembering that Tremolo only gave you about half the information. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very true. All right. I'm kind of excited to see how this conversation's going to go. And you hear like kind of the clang of the phone dropping on a table, and you sit there for a few minutes. And then you hear the, the kind of muffled shuffling of the, the receiver lifting up again. Yes. I've heard you got my boy. Yes. You have me doing quite the deed for you to craft the city in the way you want it to be. And I need to know that if I do what you've asked us to do, that I can have a life with my son after this. Whether or not you have a life with your son after this is entirely up to you, sir. We've been told that you're going to clear our names, and I haven't met you, and I just need to know that my name is going to be clear. I, I know there's a lot of heat on me, but you know I I didn't blow up that bridge. You know that what this is, if, if you have the power to make this go away, I need to know that you're going to use it. If your name can be cleared, then I will clear it. If you are as innocent as you say you are, then I will show the world you're innocent. If my name can be cleared, what... Do you think I've done that can't be clear? If you can do what you need to do, then I'm sure you won't have any problems. So you will clear my name. If that's what it takes for you to do the right thing, then I will absolutely work to clear your name. And I know that my boy's been invested with you. Correct. Will you release Barney to me when all is said and done? The only person that I can release Barney to 
is to his mother who invested him in the first place. That would have to be between you and her. If you promise to release her to her, to his mother, I can make it work from there. That's up to her. If she wishes to withdraw her son before maturity, she is free to do so. Because you have to understand, when you've taken my boy, it certainly seems like he's a hostage and you're, you can't blame me for making, for me feeling like this is a bit of a threat. No, I don't blame you. I expect this of you. You don't know me. What do you expect of me? You don't know me at all. Neither does your son. That's truer than I would like it to be, but I do aim to fix that. And I wish you the best in your endeavors. What happened to the the shopkeeper that uh, was caring for Barney when you found him? The boy was dropped off at a police station, anonymously, with a note. What did the note say? It said something about apologizing that they had um, discovered the child, didn't know who he was. You see. <sighs> Anita, I want to trust you, and frankly, I need to trust you. Don't betray me, and I won't betray you. Of course. Tremolo trusts you. I pray that he's right. And I hang up. Tremolo. Yes. You hear the clang of the phone being hung up on, and Aesop turns around. I wonder what they were talking about. Uh, probably just about how great you are, Aesop. everybody before we get to the rest of this episode i just wanted to take a minute to ask for your support gail and i really love making this podcast and we really love playing with our friends and telling stories and all the stuff we've been doing on youtube and if you're listening at home and thinking you'd like to give us a little token of appreciation you absolutely can just open up another tab and go to patreon.com slash get out of depth and you can lend us a hand monetarily we're trying to make our content here better while paying any artists that we have involved. Any money made from the Patreon, it goes back into the production of content like this show. So if you head over to patreon.com slash getoutofdepth, you can help us make all of this stuff better. And we don't have much to offer other than the product you're listening to now and our eternal gratitude, but who knows, as support for our content grows, so shall our capacity to reward those who've given us a hand. And you can be a part of that by going to patreon.com slash getoutofdepth and signing up for any tier that you feel comfortable with. Thank you all so much for listening this far. Holy shit. And uh, now that we've gotten all of this stuff out of the way, let's get back to the rest of the episode. Aesop comes to the phone. Nazariah, did she uh, talk of me again? She was very appreciative of what you knew. She really Would you say was. that I pleased her? She, you pleased her so much, she wanted me to tell you a secret. My God. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait any longer. 
As you well know, the enemies of progress are everywhere. Everywhere? This is no secret to me. Yes. Well, these same enemies of progress, they framed that poor sailor for what happened at the bridge. The terrible, terrible father of Barney that blew up the hackway? (laughs) The very same. The very same. Allegedly terrible father of Barney that allegedly blew up the hackway. Oh, what was his name? Nez... It was Nezzy. Nezzy. Yes. Yes. Nezzy. Yes. Sounds almost like Nezariah, but isn't. Yes. So... You're saying he he was what? He was... He's innocent of these charges? He's actually a good father? Regardless of his status as a father. (laughs) (laughs) She wanted me to let you know of the misdeeds of the enemies of progress. And she asked me to give you some. And I pull out the the comic book. She wanted you to have this. Just know to look for the clues for truth in this. This is a pulp magazine of stories? <laughs> yes. She said that someone like you will understand what it means. Of course, yes. The truth is in here, of course. Yes, I'll see the truth. So you've told me, (laughs) just so I have all this together, because it's been a very confusing conversation for, I think, all of us. (laughs) You're telling me that the Nezi that kidnapped his son is not a bad guy, and that the truth is in this magazine? I'm telling you that the story that this man blew up the bridge is false. Okay. And that the enemies of progress are trying to frame him. I see. And the truth is in this book of pulpy short stories. She trusted that you would be able to figure out the rest. Of course. Of course. Could you please roll a charisma check? (laughs) To see how effective you are at convincing (laughs) this guy of any of this. Sure. I can do that. Watch oh, sixes. Shit. That's a... Oh, no. oh shit. I totally got it. <laughs> David. Oh, that's a no. 14. That's no. A five, a five, and a four. That's that... 14. Uh, He's 13. Yeah. That's just one over. Oh. Oh, man. Okay. Well, thank you. So happy that you were here to give me this. So, Tremolo... Tremolo like, kind of pulls his sleeve to get Aesop to come down to his level. You kind of scare him. Like, he, oh god, <laughs> I forgot you were even there. You're so quiet. You don't breathe. You don't even breathe, do you? No, sir. I, I don't have to. I am so but a mockery. <laughs> Please, come here. Yeah, okay. You were there at the scene of the explosion, yes, Aesop? Yes. Did you see any of the strange things there? Maybe you didn't notice them as strange at the time, but remember them as you look here and maybe focus on... You can start with the large robots. Just a thought. Yes, okay. I'll I'll give it a look. I think it's time for me to go ahead and get to looking at this. If you don't mind, I'd like to be alone now. Of course. 
Again, Felina thanks you for your loyalty. And that is Felina's personal copy, so treat it well. I will. Thank you all. Let me show you out. And he escorts you up the stairs. Sally, what were you doing during all of this? I, I was talking to the lady handing out the pamphlets and asking questions about What'd the church. What'd you ask? Uh, well, just, first of all, what did it say on the pamphlet? Was it just about when the next service was or when events are? Or was there no, actually it's, anything? No, it's kind of, it's it's about, like, the history of man. It starts talking about, like, the, the history of, like, the wheel mm-hmm. and the history of steam, right? And then this is these are all natural, natural progressions. So it talks about all these amazing inventions throughout the history of humanity and how so many of these have become ubiquitous to our daily lives and that there are unseen forces trying to keep humanity from reaching its full potential. Oh my gosh, this is so real. There are forces trying to keep us from our full potential. Yeah. Yeah. What do we do? Well, you can start by joining our church. And okay. learning more about it, and, and we, uh, if you're very eager to learn about it, and if it, it really matters to you, then then we'll, we'll be able to find a place for you. Uh, we are very energetic about trying to oppose those who want to stand in our way. Like vampires? Yeah. Oh, good. All what? Right. What? Like, oh, like, like bureaucrats that are sucking the life from us through paperwork yeah right yeah they can be kind of like vampires sometime yeah i mean just suck the life right out of you and you just act like a zombie because uh, okay zombies now yeah i I mean you act like one right Yeah. yeah no i i love these analogies that is how it kind of feels like zombies vampires yeah it kind of feels like you have to be a superhero to to get any change made. Yeah. Alright. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come to the next one. Um thank you. What's your name? My name's Denise. Denise, nice to meet you. I'm Sal. Great Sal. Well I'm really glad this spoke to you. It really did. Thank you so much for answering all my questions. And then I just kinda go into the shadows. Are there there were there people congregating at all too? I don't think so. Yeah, there's people kind of milling about, you know, talking about. I kind of listen into what people are talking about. I love the image of you just being like, oh, great, yeah, that's great. And then you do a fucking Batman exit into the (laughs) 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 show. I grab the stake and say, now go home, Denise. (laughs) Yeah. You hear Denise talking to Winnie and she's like, and then she started talking about like vampires. I was like, yeah, it kind of is like they're vampires. Yeah, I totally get it. But I think she meant like vampires. <laughs> wow, we really did a, I did mean vampires. did a great job. We made the crazies look at us like we're crazy. <laughs> you guys are so effective. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so effective. True. Yeah, we you thought we had have... these guys wrapped around our fingers. And then we just went in and told them like shit that even they don't <sighs> believe. Yeah, they're just like, oh my God. <laughs> As they're saying that, you hear Aesop roll up. You should have heard the conversation I just had. Uh It was good for a minute, and then it was like, I don't know. I walk up, and I'm like, that book? The truth (laughs) is in that book? Yes, go away. (laughs) Oh, man. 
<laughs> Denise is like, oh, no, it's the vampire lady again. <laughs> uh, the boys, Tremolo and, and Nezzy, exit after their, uh, their, their phone call. And you all meet up. I think we need to get out of here quick. Let's head back to the... Okay. All right. You all make your way back to Vexen Hall. So uh, on the way while we're we're strolling, you know, you guys don't have to worry we're about not repeating. strolling. Well, <laughs> standing. You're on a moving sidewalk. We're on a moving sidewalk. It is illegal to stroll illegal on central sidewalk. Let's just say that you know you don't have to go through all of it or whatever. But um, because I did hear it, but Tremolo asks about how you guys got to Mister Dix through the tunnel that you guys went through. Yeah, and yeah, we'll share. You All guys explained the whole, yeah. the whole, uh, the whole shit that could be seen and, uh, that can be listened to in episode eight. If anybody wants to go, if anybody's just like starting with episode 10, go back to episode one and, uh, it's only <laughs> or, at 12 episodes. or at least eight. <laughs> but if you're like, no, I want to start here. Yeah. You can listen to it in episode eight. But yeah, we'll tell you, uh, weird gravity, uh, you know, things aren't where they Spiders should be. Things. Weird Prick stuff. is gone. Prick yeah. is gone. Prick. Yeah, that's mostly what Nessie talks about. (laughs) Camera robots, yeah. Yeah. It's always something with Nessie. Yeah. My son, my my sea urchin. Yeah, he's he's an emotional guy and, uh, you know, really is not great at caring for the things he loves. That does make me think of another question then. When, and we didn't really talk about it at the time, when you guys were in the truck, were either one of you able to see like entrances, well, exits, because you're in the tunnel. That's a good question, did we? Sally did not, because she was under the truck. (laughs) What? Don't do that. that. (laughs) I was in the back looking out the back. (laughs) But you you did pass by, like, different buildings, uh, different garages for different buildings, like, receiving. You also saw this place... You also saw uh, what appeared to be a restaurant. We passed by just what looked like the the back delivery area for a restaurant. No, no, no. It was like a glass window, and it looked like an oh. Italian restaurant. Oh, it was an Italian restaurant that was underground, in down pit? in the yeah. tunnel. Like four people in the pit. Yeah, it was down in the pit. It was. It looked like it, you know, it had the red and white checkers and yeah. It's kind of a little cliched kind of Italian restaurant down there. So Italy is now canon within Bastion Land. It's important to know. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm really wondering if there's any more of the weird, weird moments when they're coming out of the tunnel. Just like when they came from that doorway into the tunnel. Is there weird gravity shifts and stuff? No, nothing, nothing that stood out other than the fact that they walked a short distance and were already at Mr. Dick's. And then the truck ride was actually a very short truck ride. Right. And they were in the, so even the truck ride was, was peculiar, peculiarly, that's not a word. It shouldn't be. Fuck that word. (laughs) It was a strange, strange distance was uh, covered. And, but there wasn't a visible thing in the tunnel like the visible thing that they saw before like a weird door or um hole no they didn't see just like like a shift in reality of some way no no because i would yeah was thinking that might be what does it but you know 
So is, there's no one on this walkway with us, right? We're alone. Uh, let's, maybe let's wait. Yeah, let's wait to talk until we get back. <laughs> you make your way back to Vexen Hall, the place where you can talk without Jay pulling some shit on you. <laughs> and there's no, an not, NPC no. standing right next to you. Finny, Finny, listen. What? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I want to go straight for that wall. <laughs> yeah. And see if, if I can figure if out if there's a way to hide in it. Uh, and we're yeah. done for already. You guys make your way back to Vexen Hall. What would you guys like to talk about? All right. Well, tomorrow's the day. We need to figure out what the plan is. How are we going to kill Mr. Dick? Now, certainly what we learned is it doesn't seem like Mr. Dick is going to be at the ceremony. Seems like there's no guarantee that uh, he might just be at Skirts and Furs for the day. Well, we can stake out the place. We can... I mean, we could stake out the place, see if he, like, goes out for lunch or something like that. And if he does, then we could, you know, go in and kind of clear things out a bit. Or we could go real early before he even gets there. I mean, I don't remember him being a real early riser, but he doesn't really sleep either. So I don't know what what his habits are these days. I could. Now I I look like a, a different lizard. I could put on a a costume as well and go in through the dressing room and try the secret door and see where it goes. I certainly think whatever we do, we should do together. We shouldn't be splitting up within skirts and furs. Well, I mean, through a secret door. If if I'm going in and and, and I'm shopping and then I just peek in the secret door, um... I don't think it, the three of us in a dressing room together would quite look. We could be right outside the door, right outside the store, in case yes. anything goes wrong. Uh, but I'm not sure how you let us know that you needed help. If we already know uh, a way in the back, why wouldn't we c- come in and out the back instead of going through an unknown territory? When we know that there is like posted guards and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, or from from what we've been aware of, of yeah. sorts of first. Well, it's the fact that it's a business, so people go in and out all the time. So if we go in yeah. in costume, and especially now that Tremolo doesn't look the way that he's supposed to look, um, put a costume on him as well, then he goes in, acts like he's shopping, goes into that dressing room, and checks out the secret door that no one's supposed to know about. You know, it's a, it's some sort of a secret entrance. So I may be wrong, but I'm not thinking of it as a front entrance because we know that there's the there's the front entrance that has guards in front of it that we're not touching. This is a side secret entrance. Lord knows where it goes. Tremolo, Tremolo isn't somebody that wants to go in guns blazing. Uh, he wants to find a vent and drop bombs down the vent and it go right into Mr. Dick's office. That's mm-hmm. the the thought that's been in his head the whole time. That may not happen in any way, shape, or form. But, like, it, I'd rather, like, know that. Because even if we're coming in the back door, that's still a well-trafficked so, area where they're... It's a shipping So all the reconnaissance we've been area. doing with the It's pit, not a secret uh, I, I just, So that, that's, that's where we're thinking of exiting. We yeah. have been talking about it. So Exit or things. entrance, but yeah. we just don't know. Okay. I think what right. Nathan's getting at is that he just wants to at right. least know okay. what that is what that option in the is. dressing room. And I feel like it's the best way for us to get inside and get some more kind of an idea of what's going on in there. Could be totally wrong. 
Could be, yeah. So three problems that that Sally is going to say that she sees with front door or back door is one, Tremolo, you, you still are a mock lizard with a scar and that's going to be pretty pointed So you and you'd have to act really well. So how would you act to be this n- new lizard? Oh, I don't know. We'd have to get a costume. I'd have to think about my character. Um, he won't know until he has his shoes on. <laughs> yes. I that's, when, that's when they it. find so the characters, when the shoes on. If we on. do the back door, or even if we exit that way, there's a guy in plate metal armor with a giant fork. So we got to take care of that guy. My, my, my main worry is if we're using the, the truck as the mean to escape, how do we even know that there's going to be a truck there unless we take a truck to it? Absolutely. Good point. Well, and that's uh, that's why we have I have a card that will take a truck there. So we can ride the truck there if we want to. No, I, I just want to make sure we have our getaway ready. If, if, if we're going in the front and we're exiting, you know, we, we, we sure well better plan how how we're getting out. Yes, mm-hmm. it is an option. And and I believe that once that truck is there, uh, we could take that card and use that same card again and send another truck and send another and send another and send another. So we can send as many trucks as we want to Mr. Dix. What, what device do you what device do you put the card in to summon the truck where you want it to go? It's uh, it's there at the control terminal that I pointed out when we were at Dynamic Industries, where uh, Obo, the mock turtle, uh, works that station. I was greasing the wheel there so that he might help us, but I think that may be far gone now. Well, you're Felina's assistant. Can't you just say, hey, this has to go at this time? I guess so. I was hoping to... Anything that might seem odd... I was hoping I could not have oh. to worry about it, uh, but so, now we may have to worry about how. Does he how seem we like a real smart guy that will figure that out? He's not the smartest guy, but he knows his job very well, okay. and he knows when something he's being asked to do something that's not quite up to code. So either we have to not have you around because you'll have to be back at headquarters doing this or you'll have to we'll have to really lean on oboe and per- perfect timing right or we know that everything closes up at five if we have another person there a true friend to run that station that is another possibility who's the true friend we have several friends right Oh, no. <laughs> Please, God, tell me you have friends. Please, we have other friends. Well, most of mine are in prison, so. Shira's I mean... pretty up for anything. Rantad! So she's pretty nice. <laughs> Dad and Shira are pretty, uh, yes. pretty game. Yeah. Yes. They're pretty cool guys, people, folk, but it's an option. Okay. Uh, but yes, and then after that, uh, I have punch cards to send those trucks to the church and or the uh, Indigo Ranch. We can use both of them, send uh, multiple cars in those directions. We could actually use one if we want, or 
it sounds like we may be able to send those in the opposite directions and walk through your doorway that's just across the way that no one would be suspecting. And that's true, and that's an option. And now, and so then we need to have something to get over the gap. You have traversed this. I have no idea. It's five feet wide. Is that right? No, it's a little further than that. Oh. Um, how, I could be wide? thrown over, so I'm good. If we're leaving through there, I mean, we could just uh, escape through dynamic industries, too. The reason I'm speaking about it this way is if we do it the right way, uh, if we do this just right, we may be able to not leave much of a trace of ourselves, and everyone would be looking at the church and at Indigo Ranch. And we've already connected them with a phone call. And we would be scot-free. It sounds like the first step of our plan is is doing reconnaissance fr- from the front entrance and and then recruiting someone to potentially uh, operate the the trucks for the for the uh, exit. Are those kind of a couple of the main steps that we're talking about? <laughs> but first things first is disguises before we can go into the front. <laughs> Finny says, I have disguises. Finny! Have you ever wanted to go into Dick's skirts in first? <laughs> I hadn't ever thought of it. <laughs> you mean the place where you're going to kill that guy? Not quite, but yeah. Would you want me to be the one that looks into the uh, dressing room? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you really hear a lot, don't you? The walls are thin. I, can I ask you a question, Finny? You knowing uh, what we're up against, having heard all of our private discussions here throughout the house, and you also knowing what your... Do you call him master? Yes. Or employer? Master. Okay. He's um, my master, yes. Yes. And so the workings of your master, uh, the, the things that he does, do you think that, the, that these two could intermingle at any point that there might be some mutual benefit uh, because we really have no idea what he does <laughs> and we're not really asking unless you think that it would be appropriate that we would be able to help each other out no I don't think that he would like to be involved with your crimes okay <laughs> that is very clear <laughs> my master has a lot on his plate it's okay we really don't want to be involved with his stuff either at this point we also have enough on our plate, as you've heard. So, we get it. Would he be interested in the body of a mock shark? Of course. Yes, okay. And what, I mean, what he... no, but yeah. <laughs> well, maybe if you might ask him if uh, we were to deliver that, what he might be able to do to help us in return? I could... I can talk to him about it. If you're going to donate a uh, body of a mock shark. Yes, and it's quite huge. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we have bit. no idea what uh, what kind of shape it may be in when we bring it to you, though. We, we will say this. I need what? it to be an impeccable shape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all uh, turn, and there stands... Count Vexenhall. Uh, hello, Count. Yes. What What is impeccable shape? I mean, like poison, that does some damage, right? But that seems like they're whole. The body parts you... must be usable. Usable. I don't need him in tatters. I don't need his stuffing all over the place. I need him intact. 
Yes, I really don't think this is going to work out then. (laughs) I hear that. Well, if we figure out a way to keep him whole, we will let you know. Right. Well, I was just stopping up for a bit of orange juice. (laughs) Finny, orange juice. And Finny's like, right, yeah, oh yeah, my master had to get his orange juice. And he runs over to the icebox, starts pouring some freshly squeezed OJ. You guys are all sitting awkwardly in silence as this, like, pulpy orange juice is dripping into a very tall glass. Globbing. And then Count Vexenhall slowly, very awkwardly, drinks the entire glass in one go, wipes his mouth. Yes, well, I'll let you all to it. And he walks out of the room. Too, so am I going to dig skirts and furs, or is that like a... Uh, am I part of the team? Do you want to be? I could be down, yeah. Well, yeah. He would be a, a great uh, a great helper at the control station, for sure. I'm really good at flipping switches. If you do everything as well as you cook a breakfast, then we're in for a very useful team member, that's for sure. So yeah, so we're thinking maybe at the switches. Would you be interested in... Uh... Moonlighting? Indeed. Well, then, Tremolo, we gotta find you, like, a, a Hawaiian shirt or something, you know, that doesn't make you look like Tremolo at all. I have just the thing upstairs. You do? That's how this entire conversation started, was that I had disguises. <laughs> oh, I missed it. Okay. All right. Perfect. Let's, let's go. Let's look. Let's look. And what did you say? A Hawaiian shirt? I was like, that's Hawaiian. so untremolo. That was the first thing yes. I thought of. Okay, so I put on a Hawaiian shirt and... Yes, I just so happen to have been to Hawaii. <laughs> Here's a straw hat. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it, Tremolo. You're so cute. And a lei. Oh. <laughs> and of course it's winter, so you just came in from Hawaii, and now you're looking for a fur coat. Bermuda shorts. Oh, the, oh great. Perfect. Oh, all of it for you. And what kind of person would wear all this... Did you say it's win- It's winter right now? Did you say it's winter? It is. It, it is clear, started. yes. This whole game started in oh the snow. Oh, my God. Snow, yeah. remember? How does this make any sense? <laughs> you're, you're a mockery, man. You need you a coat. At Dick's coat. Skirts and Furs. Yeah. Okay. You need a coat. I've got it. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a Tell travel... Tell that you just flew in, and boy, are your arms tired. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm... Am I like a traveling... Am I like a surfer type... I love the sun. I yeah. is this where we're yeah. going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Got it. Are we about to do like a complete flip to you being at the store? Yeah, let's do it. Can we yeah, go ahead and do that? Yeah, just yeah. walking down. Just Can we just cut to way, him walking sunglasses, in? Sunglasses on to cover the, the eye. Oh, you've got like white. you got the yeah the little white streak of suntan lotion yeah. across your nose. <laughs> okay, you can do it. You can do this, Romelo. You can do this. You music, w- music. <laughs> music hits, and he just strolls in. <laughs> yep. Cut to <laughs> dick skirts and furs. Tremolo is walking, finger guns going. <laughs> Tremolo, do you have your helmet on or no? No. I have the uh, complete incognito. What did you say? Straw hat. Straw hat, yeah. All right. You go inside this building. It is a two-floor building. There's an escalator that goes up to the second floor. On the bottom floor, you can see that there is a retail counter. There's another counter for credit. There's a security guard who you've seen before sitting by the door at the escalator. 
And the store is pretty empty right now. There's a lot of people who are more interested about the funeral of Alderman Oglesby today. So one, I just want to make this clear. Uh, Right now there's one guard. There's the door by the under the escalator, which is the way that you all went down to meet Mr. Dick the first time with Merkin. Mm -hmm. So you know that that door goes down there. And then the rest of her, a couple of, uh, and it's just one guard sitting in a chair. He's an old guy. He looks like he's asleep. It's a slow day. And we yeah, are, where are you outside. Two? I would say I, I would say we're in kind of different places where we can get two different vantage points, but kind of across the street, kind of looking in windows to make sure like we don't see a scuffle okay. or anything like that. Um, but looking, ne- Nezzy, right? Like ne- looking yeah. nondescript. I've got my, my old paper <laughs> with the gossip column and stuff like that. Yeah, I've turned my coat inside out so you don't can't see Born to be Wild. Less conspicuous. You just see all the seams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are across the street, Tremolo, Trey Traston. You are in dick skirts and furs, and a woman comes up, blonde hair done up in a in a bun, uh triangular glasses. Hello, sir. Shopping for the missus? Uh no, I actually I'm shopping for myself. Okay. I'm really into beach stuff. Well, we mostly have skirts and furs here at Dick's. Skirts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like to keep it airy and stuff. So <laughs> if you would be kind enough to show me around, um I I love I've never been here before, so that'd be cool. Like if you could show me around the skirts okay. and stuff. Yeah. And she starts gesturing to some skirts. And they are made of from like incredible purple silks. Again, uh, in Bastion, most of the people who are lower class, they're wearing beiges and browns and black. But these are vibrant golds, purples, reds. And she shows you a selection of skirts. And you can't help but notice that hanging from a wall next to the credit counter is a skirt that looks like it's been worn a lot like it doesn't look new and it's just hanging there by itself from a hook and it it's made from like this kind of brown plain fabric it doesn't look particularly special but she's like gesturing at all these really nice clothes near it and she's like in this we got from overseas just this past season you're you're going to really love this one if you like to air it out it will air all of it out awesome that's that's really awesome uh what what's up with the skirt you got hanging up over there and she looks back at the skirt and looks back at you and she goes oh i understand and she looks around she's like it's a pretty quiet day today yeah if you need money right is that what it is then you can just take that to the lady at the counter and purchase it for the price that you need. Oh. Oh, so it's like a, uh, it's kind of a charity kind of thing. That any she walks in would be able to purchase something to leave with something. Of course, yes. It is like charity. Am I, am I understanding that right? That that's what that is? That it's, mm. that it's or that's a signal. It's he's he, a there's something shark. here. There's something <laughs> right. He is a loan shark. Oh right. So that's okay. the signal for I need money and yeah, okay, and let's make make an arrangement to get some money. Oh, that's what. Okay, <laughs> I was seriously like, 
are you you're saying that he's nice enough that it's like hey you can't afford anything else here's a big <laughs> shitty skirt up here anyone can afford it here's this, re- <laughs> here's this reused I skirt just pay what <laughs> no 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 that's funny that's yeah um <laughs> that oh okay well that's that's a great he's just gonna lean into that <laughs> that's a great she's like this she she seems so comfortable now with you she's like this makes total sense now like this guy's desperate for money cool 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 cool. well um actually i would like to and i pull out of my what'd you say i have cargo shorts what'd you call them yeah yeah bermuda Bermuda shorts shorts. yeah i pull out a wad of cash that i got from sally yeah. Uh, and like, okay. actually, no, I'm really here to 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 buy some skirts. I know <laughs> it might sound strange, but like, I just when you become one with the waves, and like, this is actually is something for Tremolo a little bit. You know, he he's lived on a ship for a long time. He does have yeah. a connection with the water, so there's a little bit of honesty there. <laughs> you like become one with the waves you find like the your own rhythm in life and you just want to kind of be free you know and just be one with the water and you can't keep your junk all tight in some pants you know so i'd like some skirts with like some cool print on it you know you got some flower print anything like that that'd be she finds you a skirt with like red and white flowers, uh, petals all over it. Yeah, that and that uh, one's cool. Can yeah. I have like five more, please? I want options. Again, these these skirts are six hundred dollars each. Uh, yeah, that's cool. So I I think I'll probably get about four, but I want to look at options. I'd like I'd like to have like six different ones to look at. Please, please, okay. if, if you don't mind, that would be great. And so she pulls six different skirts of uh, varying print and beauty. Awesome. And where's the, which direction's the dressing room at? Uh, oh, it is just over here. Great. And he scampers to make sure that he's leading the way to the dressing room so that he can go directly yeah. to room number six, I believe. It is. Sure. Yeah. You go to the dressing room and you, as soon as you step in, there is a guy sitting on the inside of the dressing room, back up against the wall. And to his right, just past him, is dressing room number six and has a sign on it that says out of order. So I go to dressing room number five beside it. Okay. Yeah. Right next door. Cool. He kind of gives you a nod, hey, buddy. And you enter dressing room number five. So is this like the dressing rooms where there's like a big, huge two foot gap underneath or? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping. <laughs> I'm guessing she's bringing stuff in and she's going to like hang it up places. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she does that. And, and then I'm, is there a, is there a hanger on the door? Yeah. Okay. So then I move the longest one that I can on the door and I like, move the skirt or whatever so that it's hanging down as low as possible so that so it's, that it's covering the gap in the and the door okay yeah and then he gets down and he looks to 
is there an opening there that I could move into the, the next stall? Yeah. Okay. And there's nobody in there I can see from underneath it. Right. There's nobody in there now. Okay. So he's scurries over there and well, he leaves his hat. So he doesn't have to worry about that. And then scurries in there and goes right for the mirror. Right. Was it a, well, it was a secret door. All I know is a secret door. So, so when you get into this room, what you see is you can see a plain wall and you can actually see a, uh, a line of separation in the wall where it creates a rectangular frame. And next to this, this kind of window, there is a string running through a hole and a little sign that says ring me. Fuck. (laughs) 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 Sally's outside going, you know, I just really love Tremolo's accent. I mean, that thing, he just came up with a really cool character. I'm really so proud of him. I hope he's doing okay in there. (laughs) Tremolo just like, with his dead eyes, just stands there like, what the fuck do I do now? I don't want to ring anybody. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just like this whole this whole time, like Tremolo's like, no, 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 we got to do this. You, we got to do this, you guys. And now he's standing there like, we don't need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Like, I, man, I've been sitting on this for weeks. Yeah, that's fine. Every time you guys would talk about it, I'd be like, not going to go oh, the okay. way you think it's going to go. Gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so he would definitely be looking at this to see if there's a way he can just get it open himself. Without making much noise or anything, he is desperately looking for any way to open the door without having to ring a bell. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's just kind of like a cutout, a rectangular cutout. It looks like it opens inward. Mm-hmm. So you could try to, like, push it. So, yeah, he gives, like, a little nudge to see if it would be, like, I mean, the first thought that I have is that it, it you're saying that it goes the opposite way, but the first thought would be, like, he gave it a little nudge thinking it might be, like, one of those magnet things. That oh, like, it'll click out. it off. Yeah, yeah or it'll pop out. He does a little push and stuff. And yeah. Pushes a little harder. Yeah, it doesn't budge. <laughs> does a little sh- <laughs> shoulder. Yeah. So, can you, maybe it can starts to get make, a little loud. Can you make, <laughs> yeah. like, a dexterity check? Yeah. Um my dex is 11, and I have okay. to roll how many? Three? 3d6. Ten. Okay. You're able to <laughs> do this without... <laughs> you're able Barely. to do this without alerting the guard who is like six feet away reading a magazine on the other side of the door. <sighs> God damn it. I feel so bad. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, I think he's just has to abort. I mean, I can't think of any way of, I mean, you know, I could bullshit, but then I'm just going to, I'm going to end up being in there. There's no way for me to, yeah, you know, it's like, just if I, like, if I brought that skirt up, then you're in the middle of it and you're like really talking to Mr. Dick or something. Right. Is that what I need to do? I need to play this character and get inside with Mr. Dick and then like scope out what I can. If he's down there, he might not be down there. Yeah. Do we know? Do, yeah. Not for sure. Trem- does Tremolo know? Like, no, I have no usually, idea. If, 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 if you deal with other people besides Mr. Dick. Right. You know I mean? Yeah. I could do the skirt thing and they're like, okay, here's the money and you sign here. And, um, we have pictures of you now. And, <laughs> 
pay it back in two days or you die. You know, we're like, well, I didn't do anything. No, yeah. we're back where we started. All right. I just can't imagine if I ring this bell, who it's gotta be a bell to Mr. Dick. Like it's gotta be in his office. Right. Um, maybe. Or maybe not. Who knows? Shit. Ass and ring that bell. <laughs> You hear a knock at, at your dressing room, number five. Everything okay in there, sir? And it's the lady who was helping you. I, I put my head in the back back corner. Like yeah, yeah. Beside that dressing room. And then <laughs> put my mm-hmm, <laughs> And if anybody could see the the two people that are in the dressing room outside the garden, the, the worker, they're both looking at each other like, okay. Fucking hell. I believe in you, Nathan. <laughs> Oh, no, he goes back under and oh, man. comes Dejected. comes back over there, looks at the skirts. See, he's purple. So what color would go well with his, his purple well, tones? <laughs> if you're into the Lakers, gold always goes with purple. There you go, gold. Uh, so he gets a, uh, the gold one and puts it on. And opens the door and walks out. So he's got he's got everything else off. Yeah, yeah. keeps his keeps his sunglasses on. Right. Um, but then he's got this cold skirt wrapped <laughs> around, and he's like showing it off and looking in the other mirrors and everything. And the guard uh, sitting across from you goes, "Oh, you look great." Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. That feels good. Feels good. He does squats. Yeah, yep. I mean, you can really move around in this. You know, sometimes I take uh, I take my wife's skirts and try them on. It's very free. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I I really feel like, you know, we should all just feel like we could wear whatever we want to wear, whatever we're comfortable in, you know? I kind of feel the same way, you know? I feel so much more free. I said, you know, why do women have these? Why didn't men have these first? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that we, we, we have, you know? I mean, if you think way back... Guys used to wear skirts too. They were just—it was just seen as you know something that everybody wore until pants were invented, man. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I was a little uncomfortable at first, and I felt people like looking at me and stuff. But when you start to own it yourself, then people don't care anymore. They just look at you and say, "Right on." Right on. You know what? I think you're right. I'm going to start owning it. Yeah. He comes in and does one of these. He does the Polly Shore <laughs> finger finger yeah, and stuff. Yeah. The yeah. weasel. Weasel. Weasel the juice. <laughs> does the guy okay. do it back? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. He's like, I don't know what this is, but if this is going to yeah. make me feel more comfortable about wearing a skirt. <laughs> what's up? What's up with the the door out of order? And he gets still and he says, ah, you know, I, there's um, somebody left a mess in that. Gnarly, man. So yeah. I got to use that word. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you think this is a go? Yeah. Go with the gold. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I'm just going to stick with this one right now. You know, see, uh, see what the lady thinks. And, uh, you know, I might come back for, for more sometime soon. Be cool to see you again, man. I walk in and put my other clothes back on. While this is happening out in the adjacent store, the across the street store, Sally and Nezzy are watching with bated breath as 
Tremolo attempts to infiltrate Dick's skirts and furs, not knowing that it is going not as successful as they had hoped. A parade is starting to move across the streets. The snow is beginning to fall again, but the revelry is unfazed by the weather. There is a celebration happening, a celebration of a life well-lived, the life of Alderman Oglesby. You can see a caravan of parade floats, people that benefited from Oglesby's legislation. You see a parade of school children whose elementary school was funded in part by legislation by Oglesby. Firemen, police officers, medics all have their place in this parade. A cart starts to roll by. Unlike a lot of the other floats, this one is driven by four incredible horses. The carriage is white with gold trim, and sitting atop of it is a woman and a child. That woman is Anita Indigo, and the child is Barney. Barney. 